0: Understand that God is still going to judge the world by a standard, because every man, when tried before God, will acknowledge that God is. So we're still on the doctrine of righteousness, and um, we are, and our text is coming from the book of Romans, chapter ten. Our main text. It says, brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. It says, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. For Moses describeth the righteousness which is of the Lord, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise, say not in thy heart, who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, and, and, or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what saith it, the word is nigh thee, Even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed." He said, For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord overall is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hallelujah. Now, we know that in our day, people, um, we have different belief systems around the world. Some are pagans, some do idol worship, and um, they have, some have many gods and have one overall God that is the main God, but they have sub-gods and all of that. But to us, there is just one God, and the reality of it is that there is just one God. Hallelujah. In the universe, there are different creatures that are in, this uni- in the universe that God had made. The only person who made them all is God. Uh, some mutated and became something else, like God made Lucifer, who became the devil, and he deceived one-third of the angels of God, and they fell, hallelujah, according to the scriptures. And they go around deceiving people and trying to get them to rebel against God. Now, uh, anybody in that category has a big problem. When we're dealing with righteousness, at least before you start talking about righteousness, you must have a, a form of belief. Hallelujah. And you're not dealing with the fact of whether you're right with God or not. Praise the Lord Jesus. So we're dealing with standing right with God. Now, in going about, even today, there is still people who still believe in the sacrifices of the law and the sacrifices of the law cannot make you righteous today because the condition for righteousness has changed. Hallelujah. We said that righteousness is conforming or conformity to God's standard for being in right standing with Him. Amen. Now, in Isaiah chapter 66, we'll begin with, we, we're going to look at some things there. Praise the Lord, real quick. It's from verse one, it says, Thus saith the Lord, the heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool, where is the house that he built unto me? Where is the place of my rest? For all those things hath my hand made, and all those things have been, saith the Lord. But to this man will I look even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit, and trembleth at my word. Amen. He that killeth an ox is as if he slew a man. So, offering sacrifices of animals is as if the person slew a man in the sight of God. So, it's no longer there was a time when, when Solomon offered a thousand bond offerings. Today, if you do it it's as if you slew a man as far as God is concerned. He that sacrificed a lamb as if he cut off a dog's neck. He that offered Offered an oblation as if he offered uh, swine's blood. You know there are some belief systems around the world, all right, um, that offer swine, swine, and pigs, all right. And under the law, even the pig was considered an unclean animal. Now, but in Christ, all beasts, all animals have been made clean. Hallelujah. When they're sanctified by the word of God in prayer. All right? Now, he that offereth an oblation. oblation is an offering, praise God. A gift for God. Amen? Something that you're giving to honor the Lord. As if he offered swine's blood. And he that burneth incense as if he blessed an idol. Yea, they have chosen their own ways and their soul delighted in their abominations. I also will choose their delusions and will bring their fears upon them because when I called, none did answer. When I spoke, they did not hear, but they did evil before my eyes and chose that in which I delighted not. Hear the word of the Lord, ye that tremble at his word, your brethren that hated you, that cast you out for my name's sake and said, let the Lord be glorified. But it shall appear to your joy and they shall be ashamed. Praise the Lord Jesus. Now, it's telling us now that the sacrifices of the world does not produce the righteousness that God is talking about. Praise the Lord, those who offer incense to idols don't are not serving God. Those incenses, killing of animals, you know. Uh, offering their blood like some religious systems still do today will not bring the righteousness of God. And even under um, um, uh, the law, those sacrifices are no longer ex- accepted because Christ is the end of the law to righteousness to everyone who believes none of those sacrifices that are offered is considered righteousness. And the Bible Bible actually says very clearly that all our righteousness are are like filthy rags before the Lord. All of man's righteousness, self-imposed sacrifices, denials, and all of those things that are contrary to the word of God are... Fielding before the Lord. Hallelujah. We cannot be partakers of the lost table and the partakers of the table of devils. Now, let's read something here. Praise the Lord. Uh, in uh, uh, First Corinthians chapter 10. Hallelujah. Verse 14 says, Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. What is idolatry? Idolatry is to have something that you worship that is not God. Some people worship their, some boys in the world worship their girlfriends. That's an idol. That's their God. Some worship, have wooden carving things, carved things they put in their homes that they worship. That becomes their idol. Some, their jobs are their idols. Some money is their idol. Some their children, they are their idols. Whatever you set before God becomes an idol to you. An object of worship or you exalt above God becomes an idol. Hallelujah. And you better be ready that if everything fails, your idol, which is your God, will be able to keep you. If not, that's there's hell to pay. Hallelujah. It says, wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. It says, flee. Flee. Hallelujah. We're talking about righteousness, the doctrine of righteousness, but we're looking at also things that the world sees because I'm conscious of the fact that the people here are not just people in this room. Hallelujah. And some people are practicing some things and think it is right. They prepare themselves for demonic presence and think that they're being purified. They go to temples, they have incense poured on them and different kinds of things that they think that is some form of purification. Sometimes they fast, which is fast also. Some people don't know that which is fast. They do. So fasting is not... It depends on who you're fasting to or fasting for. It says, I speak as to wise men, judging what I say. The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? For we, being many, are one bread and one body. For we are all partakers of that one bread. Behold Israel after the flesh, are not they which eat of the sacrifices, partakers of the altar. What say I then? That the idol is anything or that which is offered in sacrifice to idols anything. But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. And I would not that you should have fellowship with devils. Amen. I would not that you should have fellowship with devils. When we, when a Christian gets up and enters a, witch, a witch's coven and just, you know, says he went there to visit a friend, you know, or to keep company with a friend. Um, that's foolishness. You're going there to go and have fellowship with devils. Hallelujah. Some people have festivals honoring their belief systems, all right, uh, their idols or whatever that they worship. And some Christians want to attend and say, we believe in the true God. We know what they're doing. is not really God. But the Apostle Paul is letting us know that those things are not God and that really they are not as innocent as you think. Just like when people have Halloween and you're, uh, you're, you're taking the candy and the stuff and the things that have to do with it or involving your children with it. You're having fellowship with devils, not with God. Praise the Lord. And the apostle Paul says here, I would not that you should have fellowship with devils. Actually, it annoys God when people do that. I know that we believe that nothing annoys God today. is not true. It's not true. It annoys God. Will he forgive? Yes. When we repent, he will forgive. But it, is it annoying to him? Yes, it is. Because to him, it makes no sense. We should know better than to do those things. Praise the Lord Jesus. Amen. Now let's go to Romans chapter 6, verse 1. What shall we say then? We know that we have received a free gift of righteousness. That free gift of righteousness, as we've been talking about, that when you acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, He died for you, and that God raised him from the dead, you are saved. When you do that, you are believing with your heart that you have been made righteous. That righteousness is not earned. It's only received. You received righteousness. You did not earn it. And that righteousness gives an impartation. When it has been rightly received, an impartation comes into our human spirit That makes us righteous, that makes us feel righteous. What I mean by that is that we become, we know that we have been cleaned or cleansed by God and put in a place where we will serve Him without inferiority complex. We are conscious of God on the inside, we're conscious of God's divine presence on our inside when we have received him. Now, but we received that by faith. If you don't feel that, don't give it up. Just believe. Hallelujah. We said in church here, first is the legal, then the vital. The vital is the feeling that you get. Before you see the vital, there is the legal. Those who do not understand the legal will not be able to reproduce that thing, whatever it is in the kingdom, when they do not have the legal, the title deed. What I'm talking about legal, I'm saying the title deed. The Bible says that faith, can we go to, um, just put your finger on Romans chapter six, Hebrews chapter 11. It says, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation The title deed. A title deed is a legal document. The title deed of things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see, and the conviction of their reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. So it is not from the senses. It's not because I feel righteous that I am righteous. I am righteous, therefore I feel righteous. Amen? I I am righteous, then God by his spirit witnesses righteousness in my inner man. Before the feeling is the legal. There is the legal document, is a spiritual legal document or the title deed and it is by faith. Amen? By faith we believe that our sins were forgiven us. By faith we believe That when God comes to judge the world, that we will not be part of that judgment. We believe it by faith. And the Holy Ghost confirms that in our human, bears witness with our human spirits that the things that we have believed are so. Amen? Now, we know that, though we know that we have been made righteous, and this righteousness is not earned. Nothing qualified us for it. Nothing disqualifies us from it because it's a free gift. If we receive it properly, it's by faith. Beyond that, God now says something to us. We have to walk um, circumspectly. We have to walk like children of God. So God gives us to give us some understanding as to how we should look at things. Amen how we should process, how we should think. We shouldn't say, oh, I have a free gift of righteousness. Because I have a free gift of righteousness, um, it means that um, I can do anything I like. I I'll still be righteous. If you're thinking like that, you're thinking lower than you should think. You're not thinking as you ought to think. Amen? It says, what shall we say then? Verse 1, chapter 6 of the book of Romans. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Let's back up a little bit and read something that was before then. Verse 21 says, that our sin had reigned unto death. Of Romans chapter 5. Even so might grace reign. True righteousness. That righteousness there is a free gift. Unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? He says, God forbid. How shall we who are dead to sin live any longer therein? We have received the nature of God that is nature of God's rightness. is in our human spirit. We ought to yield to that nature. The Bible says concerning the believer that we are the workmanship of God, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Amen? So we have received the nature of the goodness of God. We have reached that with that righteousness is a nature of uh, God that makes us to live right. We love the godly, the God, the pro-God life. Hallelujah. We like to do things that are pleasing to God by nature. Because our nature has been changed on the inside. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. All things are become new And all things are of God. Verse 3 says, Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. There's a new life we walk in that newness of life, the newness of the life that we have received. By faith, we receive Jesus Christ into our hearts, receive the free gift of righteousness. Yes, we are righteous now. Uh, um, And because we are righteous, we are taught the ways of the righteous. So, righteousness uh, 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 is, is guaranteed us. What I mean by that is that legally, we're guaranteed that righteousness because it's not based on what we do. But now that you have become righteous and God who gave it to you has appointed you a judge. How would you as a judge feel if you went into a court of law and you are a judge rapist and you are sentencing a rapist to life imprisonment? Even if nobody has seen you your conscience will not let you sleep at night. Understand that God is still going to judge the world by his standard because every man when tried before God will acknowledge that God is right. In the end when God judges man everybody will acknowledge that they were wrong. That is why the Bible says that he might be justified when he is tried. Everybody will become guilty that does not have Christ will become guilty.